Today, we conclude our series on Disciples' Heart. But before we begin today's sermon, let us do a little recap of the previous five sermons. Okay, Pastor Chang kicked off the series with John Wesley's question. Having the end in mind, are we going to perfection? Later, he emphasized that the perfection requires a transformation of the heart, and it happens after we are saved. He concluded that the end goal of sanctification is Christian perfection. And he ended up by saying, learning about the word is just foundational. Living it is the next step to perfection. And I went on to, and when I went on to preach in Serve 1.2, titled Only by Grace, I talk on prevenient grace, sanctification and justification grace, accompanied by the two means of grace, baptism and communion, using the story of the road to Emmaus to highlight these five points, before concluding that grace is meant to restore in us the image of God. And in Serve 1.3, Pastor Anthony titled his sermon, Rest Only by God's Spirit. And his three main points are, we must learn to serve from the posture of rest. We serve from our position as beloved children of God. Rest comes from right relationship. We must learn to serve by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we must learn to serve at Jesus', at Jesus pace, following His example. When we learn to serve like Jesus at His speed, filled by His Spirit, and as a beloved son, we find rest for our souls. Pastor Anthony went on to continue with Serve 1.4 and he titled, Only with His Family. He drove home the point, every believer is called to encourage it because it is our duty. Every believer is able to build up because God has given us that ability. A cold heart can only be set aflame by another heart. As Methodists, let us each, let's let us, set up, let us set each other's heart on fire for God. And last week, for Serve 1.5, uh, PTM May preached on the four movements, chosen, blessed, broken, and given. She ended off by saying that the fundamental priority of the church is Christ-likeness. Today, the sermon is titled, To Get There Together. Let's begin with a word of prayer, shall we? Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, though we are many branches, but we come from the same vine. Bind us together, Lord, because we are bounded together by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, led by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The importance of being together, you know, is a very common theme. And I believe that most of us understood why we need to be together as a community. But let us take a look at what the world has to say about togetherness. From the Virgin Group, they stated, Togetherness is a hugely important aspect of life. It unites us, gives us, gives us security, much-needed support, and a sense of belonging, and, encari- and encourages us to love one another. There seems to be some similarities from our belief to love God and love another. But what about next one? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Henry Ford has a good one too. Coming together is the, is the beginning. Keeping together is a progress. Working together is a success. And of course, 
Mother Teresa has one too. I can do all things you cannot. You can do things I cannot. Together, we can do great things. Isn't that powerful? Together, we can do great things. And one last one. None of us is as smart as all of us. Hmm. Makes sense, isn't it? And a Christian version would sound like this. Alone, we understand God's will a little. Together, we have a better understanding. Not C.S. Lewis, huh? This is C.S., not Lewis. My initials. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, my first point is for today is today, together in long obedience. Um, how does together and long obedience relate? What is long obedience in the first place? You know, you may whisper in your mind, huh? You mean obedience alone is not enough? We must have long obedience some more? Well, you're right. Long obedience meant extended obedience, or in fact, continuous obedience. But is that all? Is that all? You know, in the, in the disciples' heart, he has a better explanation of what long obedience is. And that is why, you know, if you still want to join a cell together, to learn together with a cell group, uh, do join, do, do purchase a book, okay, from the information counter. Today is the last day, okay? There are much gems and richness in the material. However, if you do not want to join a cell, you, can, you still can purchase a book to read on your own, okay? Um, so, what was the better explanation in the disciples' heart regarding long obedience? It says there, the essential thing in heaven and on earth is that there should be long obedience in the same direction. There thereby results and has always resulted in the long run. Something which has made life worth living. I shared at the retreat before that obedience is powerful. There's power in obedience. Imagine Amokyo Methodist Church working together from beginning to the end in close ranks toward one common direction. That is power, my friends. That is power. And if that is not worth living, I do not know what is. My family, if we work together toward one vision, do you know what we can achieve? We can achieve Christian perfection. We can walk toward Christian perfection. And we can do that together. Imagine all of us continuously centering our lives in loving God and loving others. That is long obedience. Imagine all of us committing to that one vision to serve God and one another. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that wonderful? When I see all of us praying, you know, in many of the services, let me tell you this, that is power. There is power in it. You are not alone. We are here together to pray. But let us also remember and to remain humble that long obedience is also acknowledging that we still have imperfect lives. Now, we still did, we're still imperfect. And while we're still constantly moving toward the perfect life, then, later, together. To get there, together. Long obedience in the same direction is a continuation of following Jesus by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit to keep reaching out to what lies ahead together. 
my friends and family, we need to keep trying to work as a team. We need to keep trying to work together as one unit. We need to keep trying to move in that same direction. We need to work together to achieve long obedience. You know, if you run alone, you know you, you get tired very easily. But if you run in a group, you can go further, much further than when you run alone. That is a common fact for most people. We all understood that. Running as a group, even though we don't speak, but just being present alone matters so much. It encourages the other runner to continue running. And when you are tired, the other person is running and you want to continue running together too. And that is what we should be doing. We should be doing this together. People encourages people and people builds up people. Last Wednesday, I did planking okay, with a student at a morning devotion. I'm not too sure whether the can Cameron catch me if I will do a planking movement now. In, in case those, those of you that uh, do not understand what planking is. Okay, I'm going to move backwards a bit so that you can see. I'm going to go down the floor, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, that is what planking is all about. Okay? <laughs> um, last Wednesday, what I did was this, okay? I, I did it together with a student. And let me tell you this, okay? It was an amazing moment. It was an amazing time. We went on for nearly three minutes doing that. I was all drenched. I was all wet. But the student that went with me went on and on and on. He was struggling. He was shaking. But he went on. You know why? Every student in the hall was cheering for him. They called out his name and they were cheering and cheering and cheering. You know, there was, you know, even the teachers were, were, were thumping you know, sounds and so on to cheer him on. There is power in it. You know? There is power when we do this together. There is power when we encourage another. You know how different it, the spirit and the atmosphere was, was ambience was totally different. It was a wonderful session. That boy, that boy was very encouraged. In fact, I was the one that gave up first. He went on. He wanted to go on. Because I, I, was, I was tired after nearly three minutes. I was exhausted. I was all drenched. People encourages people. Okay? And, it, and then that boy was encouraged to go further. You know what? What more can we do when we have the Holy Spirit in us? The Holy Spirit is powerful. But when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can do greater things. When we have the Holy Spirit and we do it together, that's even more powerful, which leads to my next point. Together, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. The passage we are about to read is taken from the third chapter from 1 Corinthians, verse 12 to 16. It began by addressing, you know, the earlier chapter, earlier part in the chapter, it began by addressing the divisions within the church, you know, where some say, yeah, I follow Apollo, and others say, I follow, uh, I follow uh, um, uh, Paul. But what does it have to do with about being together? Okay, let's read together, okay? Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burnt up, 
the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but as someone barely escaping through a war of flames. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you. All of us together are the temple of God. Together, we have to remember this, that we are a temple of God together and not alone. It is a communal affair. Therefore, going to heaven is also a communal affair. We go to commune with God and the other believers. We are not going to heaven alone to get there together. Going to heaven is not a personal endeavor. It is not something that you can do so alone. We need the help of one another because we are going to heaven as a community, not as an individual. Therefore, what we do now matters. What we do now matters while we're still on earth. What are our rewards in heaven? How will the value of our work be judged? Perhaps it will be judged by how much we have blessed another, how much we have encouraged and built up another, or perhaps how many hearts we have set on fire for the Lord. If all of us were to do our part and care and look after one another, there will be no one left behind. If we close ranks and love one another, everyone will be blessed. Let us then avoid being with the builder who managed only to save himself from the flames. He was probably saved because he believed in God. But he did not, he, he did not engage the community. And perhaps he also did not reach out to the community around him. We are to go to heaven together as a community. It's not alone. There is another passage in 1 Corinthians that supports this, this theme of togetherness. And it reads, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Wait a minute here. You may question that, why is it a temple here in singular form? Shouldn't it be in plural? No, like the other passage in chapter 3? Why is there inconsistencies? And this verse does not seem to support the communal argument that I was going, I was going through earlier. Ah, however, if you were to use the NIV, it reads, Do you not know that your bodies are temples? of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not going to bore you with the translation arguments and so on. Basically, in short, the neuter gender case in Greek can be plural in the form that it signifies a collective sense. In other words, it is talking to, is addressing to both male and female. Okay? So, it was referring to a community. Basically, Soma simply means each and every one of you or the entire body of Christ that there's we, okay, are together. We are together as the temple of the Holy Spirit. The point is still the same. We have to do this together. We are in it together as one body. Because 
We together are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We are powerful when we are together, armed with the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And because that we have the Holy Spirit in us, the church is the community that lives ahead of time. The people who say now what may one day be said of all, once God get what He wants. Once God get what He wants. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, what we do now on earth matters in heaven. While we are here on earth, let us do what God wants. Let us fulfill His will. And the goal of the holy life, of our holy life, is not just to escape the far, escape earth and the, and the flames, okay? Our goal here is to be part of God's redemption plan. Our sense of what life is like, be, is like here beyond death determines the way we live right now. Our understanding of death right now will determine how we live our life. What is your understanding of death? If we truly understand death, that we are going to heaven as a community, we will contribute and do what we can now to touch lives, as many as possible. Pastor Stanley once said, we only have this lifetime to do good. We only have this lifetime to do His will. Our life is short. I, I probably have another 20 over years to live and only 20 over years to touch lives. I'll be reaching 50s in a few years. So all of you, our life is short. Let us touch as many lives as possible or we still have a chance. We should be people who see ourselves as holy partners in a heavenly calling. We should, be, we should never be satisfied with the world as it is now. Rather, we should be investing ourselves in the way we believe in God. In believing what God intends for this world to become. And God intends for this world for us to work together toward Christian perfection. And my second last point is this. Together in Christian perfection. Christian perfection is not only about the transformation of the individual heart. It is also about the way people with transformed heart participate in God's transformation of the world. The spirit that gave Wesley, you know this strangely warm feeling? is the same spirit that planted within the Methodist tradition a fiery passion for human rights, social justice and peace. Christian perfection is a transformation, is a transformed community of God working together to transform the world to what God has planned. We may never see the fulfillment of this plan, but we will see it later. In other words, Christian perfection is an end without an ending while we're still on earth. Okay? It is the end goal to which God's saving power is always moving. Followers of Christ are always marching upward to Zion. The transformation that begins in our heart ultimately will be fulfilled in heaven. We will see the fulfillment coming to pass in heaven, but not here. Even Paul recognized that and wrote to the Philippians, I do consider myself, I do not consider myself to have arrived 
spiritually, nor do I consider myself already perfect. But I keep going on, grasping even more firmly that purpose for which Christ grasped me. We are all Christians in the making. We are not yet made. Though imperfect, we have a chance to strive for perfection. And as individuals, our imperfection is great. However, as a body together, our, imperfe- our imperfection may be reduced as we strive towards perfection easily. Our goal clearer. Finally, my last to get there. To get to where? To get to heaven. And where is heaven? Heaven could be right here. Revelation 21, verse 1 and 2 says, Then I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Perhaps heaven will actually be here, this very very ground that we are toiling. The disciples' hard work book mentioned this. I believe that heaven is not off on a distant cloud, but right here, close at hand. If heaven is going to be close, so close, shouldn't we start living the way God wants us to live? Heaven begins in the way we live right now, down here. What we do on earth affects what we do in heaven. Matthew 18, 18 mentioned, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about lives. To get there, we need to plan to go there together and not each man for themselves. Transformation requires a community. We need each other to be mirrors for one another. To get there, we need to encourage and build up one another through love and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. To get there together, we need to be together in long obedience. We need to recognize that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We need to work together toward Christian perfection. And lastly, remember this, there is power in obedience. There is power in obedience. When we are obeying together, we are one unit together. That is powerful. Lord, we have to thank you for Pastor Anthony, yes. a man after your heart, a humble person. I want to thank you, dear Lord, that he has taken this role to be PIC. It is a heavy role on his shoulders. But Lord, please grant him your vision. Grant him dear Lord, your spirit to guide him. Yes. Grant him great love to move forward. Yes. Protect him from the sicknesses he has been going through. Cover his family too. Yes. So, that, so that Lord, that he can serve you with one heart. Yes. Lord, we're going to pray that Lord, may your spirit speak to him closely and may he be knitted so closely with you that he hears from you daily. Yes. 
when you guard against any attacks that comes to him in the night, there be, may there be no evil that can draw near to him. But may your spirit be in him always and continue to protect and cover him. Yes. Lord, we thank you for this brother. We're going to pray that, Lord, may your blessings cover him and continue, dear Lord, to cover him as he leads this church. Yes. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.